in last week's episode, it came down to Tainomi versus Anastasia. And you know what? Starzy, she went home. This week, we've got another design challenge. It's all going on. Do I still have issues with Jeffrey? Let's find out on Drag Race Recap for Canada's Drag Race. <laughs> Welcome to the Drag Race Recap Show for Canada's Drag Race Season 1, Episode 4, titled Single Use Queens. I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. I'm Ben. And we are the hosts of a podcast called You're Welcome America, where we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. So who better to talk about Canada than people who talk about the UK and America? <laughs> okay, just want to just want to check in on that. You still haven't been to Canada, have you? Uh, not at all. Haven't nipped over to Saskatchewan anytime recently. Sorry. Got it. Got it. I'll check in again every week. <laughs> because, you know, I just want to keep keep tabs on it. Of course. Um, just on the subject of our podcast, a new episode did come out this week of Your Welcome America, where we talked about Charlotte Church and Denny's the Diner. So <laughs> just have a little listen if you feel like it. But right now, we need to talk about Drag Race Canada. Let's do it. Okay. So before we delve deep, we're just going to give it a little, a little overview. And, you know, all the spoilers are in here because we're guessing you've already seen the show. I hope so. Okay. In the mini challenge, the queens play a guessing game with the pit crew's underwear. I have a lot of issues with this. We'll get into mm. it. For the maxi challenge, the queens must work in teams of three to create an iconic fashion line entirely from recycled materials. And also, I, I love how uh, producer Brie has just, you know, written what those recyclable materials are. Paper, plastic, or metal. <laughs> and on the main stage the category is single use queens rita bagger is named the winner of the challenge while the judges place alona verley and tiny banks in the bottom two and after a lip sync battle for their lives to <laughs> avril lavigne <laughs> alona is told shantae you stay and tiny is finally told to sashay away i'm so excited that once we get to this whole episode, we get to talk about Avril Lavigne's girlfriend <laughs> as a song. A, I have a lot of things to tell you about my thoughts about that song, but let's uh, let's uh, start the recap, shall we? So we, as always, we come back. So this is after Stasi's elimination. And the girls walk into the workroom and see that uh, Stasi has not written a mirror message. I believe this is the first time in Drag Race history that no one has written a message, and Tainomi calls it a cunt move. <laughs> Love, love that. I also think that like, me laugh. <laughs> fair enough. Like, do something that no one else has done before. Yeah, I think it's great. Well, also, I know we talked we talked about it last week, but I think my favorite was still. I think it was Bendela Krems where she said she just filled the entire mirror with text. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still maintain that I would smash the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the girls have a kind of their little post post elimination sit down, and we kind of. We learn that uh, Scarlet Bobo and Boa are going to kind of bury the hatchet of their Toronto girls feud that was happening. So I oh, thought that, yeah. was, that was a, I mean, it was, I was about to say it's a nice moment. It wasn't a nice moment. Scarlet Bobo was doing that thing like, yeah, we've, we've sorted it out. You know, Boa now knows that when she's being a stupid bitch, I'll just tell her she's a stupid bitch and she'll stop being a stupid fucking bitch. It was very like, it was that kind of like, we're being nice, but we're doing, being like truly like cunty to each other, which I like totally. that kind of talk. It's very drag. 
And also, uh, uh, Priyanka, our talking head queen, really oh. just, you know, like once again, as we've said before, a producer's dream. Yeah. Just Priyanka. Priyanka, could you just, could you just do like a summary of the whole season and we'll just use it all? <laughs> so Priyanka at the end is like, so the Toronto queens say they're high and mighty, but they're dropping like flies. <laughs> yeah. Like clearly did it in one take and the producers were like, great, we're good to go. I know. If she gets eliminated before the final, I think they're just still going to carry on using her in her interviews. <laughs> She'll just be she, like the phantom haunting the season. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, she could replace Jeff. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Have you um, noticed I, this week? This week, I'm referring to him as Jeff. Because I've devoted... Jeffrey is like too nice a name, whereas Jeff... It's, do you know what I mean? Well, my granddad's name is Jeff, so I feel like I'm not sure I can get into that. No, no, grandparents, <laughs> look, you know what it's like with grandparent names, completely different generation. They had wars and stuff, so like, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, doesn't maintain for today. Well, his, his name's Gerald, so it doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> this, wait, this is like, well, we won't get into the fact that my grandma's born in Egypt again, which oh, we got God. into my podcast. <laughs> we can't get oh. into your Egyptian grandma. Okay. The grandparents, eh? Although, just just before we kind of wrap up that segment, I think Rita Bagger does a great job of uh, being annoyed at the Toronto Queens and their drama. And she does a great job of just being like, it's not Toronto's drag race. And it just, it, she's, Rita's really good at that, that, giving those little snappy lines that makes everyone laugh and kind of brings everyone out of whatever that kind of moment is. I think she's really, she's smart. Yeah, she, I, I'm, I have to say this episode where I started thinking about Rita Bagger and I was like, do you know what? You're good. I, There's something I, about you. I completely agree with you. She, when she, when I first started watching it, she, she, cause she's a little bit quieter. I thought, oh, she doesn't have like the, the sense of humor that I, I'm like, okay, she'll be like seasoned and good, but she won't be funny, but she's funny, really funny. She's also I like, like her a, face. <laughs> oh, well, uh, yep. That, that's a face. Um, <laughs> I, I like her because she's not forced funny. I don't yes. know if she realizes how funny she is. Yes. 100%. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, she's, it's, she's not putting she's, on a show. She's just funny. <laughs> yeah. She's always just like sitting in the corner doing that kind of like face, um, whether she means to or not. And, um, yeah, there's no, there's something about her. I'm, I'm feeling charmed by her. I concur with you, my friend. Okay. <gasps> right. So we are back the next day. They're coming back into the workroom and there's just a little bit of kind of, you know, lemons just kind of saying to, um, to Tainomi, like, how are you feeling? Um, and Tainomi says herself, she's shook. She's also dressed for a full winter's day chopping down trees. Did you notice that? <laughs> she's been, she's been wearing those like gauzy blouses this whole time in the, in like in the workroom in her boy look. And today she came in full beanie, like flannel shirt. <laughs> Well, I think I think those are the flannel shirts left over from the the Roots sponsorship in episode one, and they just again they need to layer in that chilly chilly studio. And later well, they even talk well, well later they even talk about that chilly chilly studio. Our our favorite uh, extra cast member, the chilly studio, really got some airtime on this episode. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, you go. No, no. I was just going to say, Tainomi, Um, she basically. They, they kind of say like, oh, what did you, cause they show that unseen footage, don't they, of Brooke like saying like, after Tainomi got saved last week, there's a little bit of unseen footage of Brooke being like, get it to, get it together. Like she's saying it to her on the main stage. 
and they they kind of refer back to that they're like what did you think of brooke being like get it together and she's like i know he says i don't care about her warning i was like it's not a good sign my friend <laughs> i know i know again I know. as we talked about last week worried about her concerned about her yeah because like she has all the we even sensed it on day one when we saw her we're like oh wow you've you've got something you're powerful and then if you look on social media and everything right now everyone's like oh i know some people live in toronto and they're like oh tainomi's like she's a big deal and she's really major and all the other queens in the show are saying it as well so well i mean yeah if you want a drinking game do take a shot every time someone says that (laughs) to her face that their heart is breaking for her because she's a legend literally at one point i swear like even like crew members are on camera being like my heart's breaking for you tainemi you're a legend that's like all right everyone (laughs) and then you mean well but let's stop telling her that your heart's breaking for her okay like jesus anyway <laughs> right rue comes on the screen again always a relief when rue pops up and need that stamp of approval oh side note well not really side note have you noticed that the theme tune at the beginning normally yes. on the normal shows it's like rue paul's drag race but they've changed it just to say drag 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 race they've taken <laughs> yes. out rue's name <laughs> so unstamped over the over the credits then yeah i thought it was, thought it was interesting um Okay, yeah, so she, Rue comes on the screen and she says that one queen's trash is another queen's treasure, but some queens really blur that line. So get ready to serve a look that saves the planet. Remember the three R's of drag, reduce, reuse, and Regina. <laughs> Regina is in Saskatchewan, by the way, one of my favorite named territories of Canada. One of my friends. I think I'm mispronouncing it actually. <laughs> Reg, uh, Regina, Regina, one of my friends from uh, high school lives there, actually. Oh, love it. And let's just and let's just say right now in Regina Regina, there's a whole thing going down with um, uh, a cycle class that uh, is imploding uh, with Black Lives Matter. It's a wonderful um, historic situation that's going on. Just a side a note, class? A, bit of, uh, a cycle class. Like oh, a like spin a spin class. class. I thought a you spin said class. I thought you said psycho class. I was like, what are they doing in Canada? Like a psycho, <laughs> a psycho themed like class. I didn't understand what was happening. Let's. Let's take a refreshing moment and talk about Stace and her fucking look when she walks into the workroom. God damn. It was the coolest. She just, I actually have no words. She looked so fucking cool. She looks so cool. Like I, I, I don't, here's, okay. That look, it, you could look, you could have seen it 20 years ago and been wowed by it. You could look yeah. at it now, be wowed, but you could look in 20 years time, be wowed, but it, it doesn't reference any time period. Yeah. It's so just, as you say, it's just so cool. Yeah. Oh, I, and it's one of those looks that like you take that look, lift it off, put it on another person, disaster. But on okay. space, it was, she served it in a way that was just, oh, wonderful. She also, did a real fun bit where she couldn't remember her lines so that she could summon in the pit crew. <laughs> what did you think sure, of that bit? Sure. <laughs> Wait, I, do you know something we didn't bring up last week with Stace was at the very end of the episode, um, she did a brap. Do you remember? A couple of months ago, <laughs> yes. brap, brap. She did. She did actually say wagwan as she walked into the workroom for this, she this little mini challenge. I was like, she's oh, on it. She's given me references that left, right, and center that I love. So she brings in the pit crew and i know I've, I've been seeing that all over kind of social media and on discord and stuff but i will again say props to them for having a pit crew member who had a completely normal body type i thought that you was mean, a cool cool move 
I I am not on board, and here's why. Oh. It was two token. It was one of them. Oh, how you many think, pit you crew think were it there? Should have been like a mixed, uh, on, complete mixture. Like, it just should have been like if they, they had like say they had like twelve pit crew, just for example. Yeah, like three of them should have been more normal. You know what I mean? Well, do you it know was a it bit is? like you're I the think, token normie. I think they could do with. I think they could do with mixing up just the just the kind of genres of gay that they're referencing in terms of like. I know some, I know in first seasons of regular drag race, there was this pit crew member called Sean who was kind of like a little bit like Barry, but he was still very toned and, you know, he just had a mustache basically. But like, it, I'm, I'm surprised there hasn't been like a kind of bare pit crew member yet because it's like, you know, a bit of representation of just, you know, that kind of bear culture and such a huge part of gay culture. It's so strange that it's still just muscly, kind of yeah. twinky, muscly, muscle. Mary kind of guys, muscle and, Mary. And, and also <laughs> age wise, have like a pit crew member who's like fifty as well. Yeah, like a silver like, daddy. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 but you know yeah. what? You've got to you've got to think it. This is such a dumb because it's we're talking about the pit crew on RuPaul's Drag Race, but like it takes one person to start that change rather than I understand they could have just done it because they had that within their power just to make it diverse. But like at least at least they they tried and started. You've got to give them the credit for at least trying. Sure. <laughs> I I'm just, trying to I'm speak a, the good. <laughs> I know you're trying to speak. I'm just like, I, I just, I'm just disappointed because when you, when you do try those kind of things, it's like, okay, great, but let's do it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, and also, I, I feel, I also feel bad for that, like, not bad, but that one guy gets all the, the attention. And it's all like landed on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it just, anyway, we'll continue have to, to have problems with the pit crew, um, in this challenge. Okay, so we, this is a classic drag race mini challenge. This has been going on since the dawn of drag time, where it's like, oh, we've supersized the pit crew and we're gonna make them show underwear and do like a, a guessing matching game. This is a tale as old as drag race time. And here is my issue with this game is that it's too long. They play it individually. It's too long. So they have to edit it together. And obviously they edit it together in a way that's like, Oh, look, it's funny. The girls are like horny. They're looking at guys' dicks. But like for me, just in a, from a practical standpoint, I've always found these challenges where they do them individually as mini challenges too. I can feel the edit. Like it's too much. Yeah. It's like, it's like, two, it's like eight girls, eight or nine girls, like individually being filmed doing a full guessing game it's like i also just think about it from a production standpoint I'm like oh i must have taken so long for them to film how exhausting but we should also <laughs> say exactly what the the challenge was so basically one at a time the girls went and looked at the pit crew who are all wearing shorts and they basically had to wear they had to play pairs they had to say oh pit number guy number one and guy number four and they both pull down their shorts and if they're wearing matching colored underwear yeah. it's a match here's my here's i totally hear you with what you're saying here's my issue with it what the hell has this got to do with drag or becoming the next drag superstar absolutely nothing well, i find this i find this so so infuriating annoying because i was like i don't care i'm seeing no skill i i just thought this is an utter waste of time and i was bored which plays yeah. into your point of it taking far far too long but also, I know, I know you've got something to say. Hang on. <laughs> also, I know you're saying, oh, this is what they used to do back in the early days of Drag Race. But if you notice, they don't do that anymore. And that's because Drag Race, now that it's on a, a bigger 
channel or bigger network, more people are watching it. They've done a really, really good job at lifting it up and and slightly taking it out of the gutter in many ways. Look, and I know it, they have though. Look, in many ways, yeah, of course, drag is all it, it is fun and it happens at nightclubs and there is a, a silliness and campiness and a slight crapness to it all, but. It, like it's it's too important now to just do like matching underwear i'm like not happy what have you got to say no no i, I well, all right okay <laughs> no I, I i totally hear you i think look it's it is it's it's self-referential but it's as you're saying self-referential to something that perhaps doesn't need to be referenced anymore but look it happened so let's just take a breath and have a little a little chat about it i will say that <laughs> You're telling me to take a breath. You're telling me to take a breath. I'm telling you to calm down. Okay, one more thing I want to say. It's just like World of Wonder wonder, got across the border and we're finally allowed to do what they want. And the Canadians are like, sure, do whatever you want. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I didn't, um, I I found the sound effects, the hokey cokey sound effects were really annoying me during this. (laughs) I'm surprised that they didn't just play the Benny Hill theme like over the top of it. (laughs) Do you know what I was disappointed in? I was like, look, if I were, if I were one of the queen, none of the queens stood out for me in this because there's nothing to stand out. So if I were doing it, I'd I'd think to my head, how can I help them in, how can I help the producers and how can I stand out so i would have gone on and been like okay i'm gonna play this game and i'm gonna play it by who i want to fuck i want to fuck number one and number five do you, well, do you know what i mean rita like, did a layer rita did, did she do though that. yeah that he, stay said to her which 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 ones do you want to pick and she's like she's just like i want number one two three four five she it was funny yeah, and, it was uh, like a one-off and, gag oh, oh okay uh i will say Queen Priyanka also made me laugh. She said that it, that it looked it looked like all the boys that had blocked her on Grinder. <laughs> that was funny. That really that's, made me laugh. That's cute. I, and in my notes, I wrote down sabotage dick, and I couldn't remember what that was. And I now suddenly realized what sabotage dick was referring to. I think that was Priyanka's line. She said, "Because RuPaul is always." banging on about the inner saboteur that's rupaul's like favorite thing to talk about how people like sabotage themselves and i think priyanka said this isn't an inner saboteur <laughs> Priyanka's like i'm looking at the saboteur it's sabotage dick <laughs> i thought that was funny wow I, I i missed that i was still too angry yeah when you were um, just I, pacing around your your house just fuming about the mini challenge <laughs> I, I do wish one i do wish one of them had like come out and just said i think this i think this is utterly pointless okay one and five and been like really because you remember do you remember how in um drag race uk our girl crystal when it was like the monarchy challenge and she and everyone's like yeah fun playing kings and queens and she was just like do you know what i have no interest in the monarchy and yeah. i think they're a waste of time and money for the taxpayer and it was like oh okay i wish i wish a moment like that had happened but anyway we need to talk about the prize <laughs> i know i i was about to get to the prize <laughs> uh, okay so the prize so we should say um jimbo is named the winner and receives a vip stay and culinary experience at the hilton toronto now <laughs> <laughs> the shots of the Hilton Toronto. Do you know what? If I were in Toronto and I were there on business and I was a business person who dressed in maybe a suit and had a briefcase and wanted to stay in a four-star wiped down clean hotel, I'd go to the, the, the Hilton Toronto. I just, I love the idea of like a drag queen staying there. Do you know what I mean? What's, the, what's in your briefcase? 
spot your oh, business papers. Uh, pens, ink <laughs> for the pens, uh, just, just and highlighters. Lots of, um, highlighters, lots of, lots of that fax paper. Right. You know, the like that with, fax printing paper that's got the holes up the sides. Yeah, the perforate, it's got the perforated edges at the side of it. Just <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, and maybe like, maybe some traveler's checks because we're in a different country. Uh-huh. And also just like a really big checkbook. So yeah. I can, I can pay for like a business meal with a check. What about one of those machines that crunches the numbers? I don't even not know a calculator. You know, there's like not a calculator. You know, like the old calculators. They're like, they're like little typewriters. And it's people like little paper coming out of them and then looking at the figures. Oh, yeah. You must know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'd have that too. And well, I, do you know what? I bet that Hilton Toronto has a great business center. Oh, so I can go, does. Go, go, go pick up my faxes. <laughs> go print something out. <laughs> <laughs> well i'd love to get some intel and find out if jimbo ever managed to use that stay and what what he did there and what... <laughs> <laughs> right oh lord so, above jimbo jimbo won great we're over that challenge thank god Woof. so this is where the maxi challenge is announced so they will be working in teams of three to create a fashion line made entirely of recyclable material or recycled materials. I'm sorry. No, well, so not recyclable, this, the, recycled. No, yeah. no, no, no. I, no, I think they were recyclable materials. So I think the point was because I was like, hang on a minute. I don't think any of those materials were actually already recycled. I think they were saying you could recycle these materials. Well, yeah, of course. They, everything clearly was fresh out of the like, like the pinata. Like it was all freshly bought from like craft a craft supply store from like, Hobbycraft, yeah, to, uh, from to the, the UK. <laughs> Hobbycraft. So what's the uh, what's the US one? It's a uh, oh my god, the US, like equi- the US equivalent of Hobbycraft. Yeah, it's um. Oh, I don't know. Is it Michaels? Joanne's Pro- Fabrics. One, one of those but yeah but but here's the thing they're like we're doing like an eco challenge here's lots of lots of materials that haven't been recycled and will clearly get thrown in the trash straight after this challenge i was like hang on yeah it wasn't it was it was tough yeah <laughs> because as we learned fact fans canada only recycles nine percent of its plastics also just a shout out to canadian listeners I think that just from a very tertiary Google, the Canadian version is a store called Hobby Hobby. <laughs> Please tell me if I've got that wrong. Hobby Hobby. So these are all the crafts, craft stores around the world. <laughs> so just before we get completely into it, I, I think that we kind of touched on this uh, when I saw you last night, um, that a it was strange to do a design challenge so close to the first design challenge. Very odd. Because normally, what they're a bit more spaced out, or what? What are you thinking? Yeah, there's normally normally what happens is there's usually a design challenge, maybe on the first episode if it's an older season, and then perhaps the design challenge is saved for the ball the ball episode, which is where they have to do kind of three looks, and it's like you know it's, whether it's like the money ball or they did that one that was like the dog walking ball where they had to <laughs> they got given a dog and had to make an outfit to match it um so here's a dog i'm a dog <laughs> no, what happened? Did. Did, those, did those dogs get recycled that's what i want to know <laughs> but like they you know they normally save the next design challenge for something a bit further down the line or when they have to you know make an outfit for like a, a family member when they do the kind of um what's it called family resemblance challenge it's always just Mm -hmm. a bit further down the line so it was odd to have another design challenge so basically 
Do you want to just give us a rundown of who who got what? Because I've got something well, yeah. to say at the well, end. Of course, because of, of course, Jimbo, because he won the stupid mini challenge, he gets to assign who gets what materials. Because there are three different materials: the paper one, the plastic one, and the metal one. So he took the. Um, wait a minute, how? Uh, remind me, how did they work out their teams of three? I can't they remember. They were just standing together. They kind of just grabbed each other. <laughs> got it. So they worked out themselves. Okay. So then yeah. Jimbo were assigned the different materials. So he took on um, the paper the paper took on paper uh, with Alona and Tainomi and he gave metal to Lemon, Priyanka and Boa and then plastic to Rita, Kiara and Scarlet. And throughout this as well, Jimbo, was it Jimbo that was pissed off or was it, who was it that was pissed off because they're like, I brought all these great looks with me and I now have was, to make some fucking trash. It was, was Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Bobo. Bobo. She yep. continued, continued to be very annoyed about that throughout the episode. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, kind of, our girl Stace, um, she's all about obviously being a uh, model. She's all about like runway walk. She wants to see cohesive collections. And again, this is where we, when she announces the the guest the guest judge for this week, this is where I'm going to open it up to my main issue with this episode. So she announces that this week's guest judge guest this week's guest judge is Canadian fashion designer Bedell. Not I, Adele. Not Adele. Bedell. Bedell. And I will say, just to if, clarify, if anyone wants to rewatch the moment, I I noticed that <laughs> when they announced Bedell, look out for Rita Bagger's face. She literally was like, "Uh huh." Whether it's that she just wasn't excited about Bedell or she didn't know who he was, it's a very Ooh. funny face. So I want to just talk to you very quickly about Bedell. So, okay, have you have you done some googling in this? No, I Bedell is he won um, he won Project Runway Canada. Oh, he reeked, I, I have to say he reeked of a Project Runway. Right. So he won Project Runway Canada and I watched uh, Project Runway All-Stars. So they did an All-Stars season where half of the contestants were from America and then the other half were from um, like Canada. Uh, it was There was a UK person, um, Austra- two people from Australia. They brought them all together. It was like a world Project Runway. And Bedell was on that season of All-Stars. Uh, Project and, and, we, and we always love, you and I love... Um, uh, a, a TV show that feels like it was made in, on a barge in international waters. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Next in Fashion. Yeah. Took place on a, on a spaceship uh, hovering over Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Someone from every country on it. But yeah, it was... Like Noah's so, Ark. <laughs> yeah. So my, my issue here is that on Project Runway... It's very, it's known that every single season they do a, they do a challenge called unconventional materials, which is themed on something different every, every season, but every designer has to make an outfit from like, they'll be like on a construction site and they all have to, you know, or they're on an airplane and they run and grab all these materials. So it was so similar to that. Then to have him as the judge judging that. And then he multiple times in the episode called it unconventional materials, which is kind of not what they were actually calling it on, on drag race. It felt a little, it was just a little too Project Runway heavy for me in the sense mm. of like, I lost, I lost a sense of the, the drag race of it all at some moments. Got um, it. Would you, would you have been happy if he'd lent into it more? If he'd said, look, on Project Runway, I always do unconventional challenges. So this one, do you know, like if they, yeah, connected it? yeah, he, he kind of referenced it when he did his, like his walk down the runway. He's like, Oh, I'm used to a runway. But for me, I just would have preferred it being like, yeah, a little more of a heavy nod of him just saying, listen, I've stapled together some, some shit on, project runway and now i'm ready to see these queens do it something i I felt like it was just missing just a link enough where i felt like it was too similar to project runway without fully acknowledging it but okay i I appreciate i appreciate your your um project runway um fandom (laughs) and references didn't have to do one ounce of research when i saw that he was announced i was like oh bedell of course i know who he is (laughs) 
<laughs> you know me, I'm deep into reality television in a way that is, I was going to say unhealthy, but you know what? I'm fucking, I'm thriving, actually. Okay, on that note of Fraser thriving, let's take a break and we'll see you after this. Sure. Okay, we're back. Wait, mate, don't talk over me. God, uh... And we're back. Okay, we are talking about challenge prep in this episode for Canada's Drag Race. I, by the way, I keep on struggling to know what to call it. Like, Drag Race Canada, Canada's Drag Race, like, like, dra- Drag Canada Race, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think, I think all of the above is fine. Okay, great. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, you have, you have been to Canada, so I'm glad I got your seal of approval for that. Okay, oh cool. Cool, cool, cool. Dragging cool. me, dragging me through the streets of Canada that I've never been to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, challenge so, prep. Yeah, so we come back, as we talked about before, Bobo is pissed. She's pissed that she bought all this drag and that she's not allowed to use it. I, I kind of don't blame her. It must be really annoying. Yeah, to your point though, like, like, this is a, a bit of a surprise design challenge. Like, yeah, why are we I, doing this? So I can imagine she's genuinely like, oh god, no. Exactly, exactly. Cause they know, they know the kind of the beats of a, of dra- a drag race season. Like, they know that, oh, okay, if we do a design challenge at the beginning, we won't have to make something until the ball episode. But she, yeah, she's, she's pissed. And, you know, quite rightly <laughs> they just show her like just leafing through old old like tarpauling and, and old bits of like road construction signs and she's just looking really annoyed and she's got there she's in the plastic group isn't she she is yeah yeah okay Ner- oh yeah i was nervous about that <laughs> so i mean the the group the plastic group in general you know they kind of have a discussion about the skills that they're going to bring. And Rita kind of talks about how she, you know, she was a club kid. So she used to have to really throw together some like insane outfits and they cut to a really funny picture of her in like a full hair. Did you see that? Like the, the cousin, it, the cousin it look. That. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just standing. And you even like, you couldn't really see her face, but you know, un- underneath it's just still had her usual face. Her slightly kind of unimpressed Oop. face. Like, <laughs> I love Rita. And then, I, yeah, they, they have a really good, they have a little discussion about their strengths. So they talk about, so it's, it's Bobo and, um, Kiara. Kiara, they talk about how they're glue gun queens, don't they? And they're like, we can, we can glue the house down of any outfit. <laughs> yeah. And this one, I was, I, I was really unclear where it was going to go for Kiara because like, I think she's young and she's hip, but also her looks haven't been the strongest. So I was like, I don't know where this, this could go well or not well. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. She got given a, she got given a, like a very, ambiguous edit as well because right at the beginning of the episode she was like right i'm ready to show them i can do it and then yeah just i think i think but like scarlet and her both got a little bit of like a what are we gonna get you know classic drag race misdirect which i fall for every time despite the fact i've watched a thousand episodes of this show and i work in television and i know how (laughs) editing works every time they get me (laughs) right next up we had the paper group didn't we yikes yikes Yikes. So yeah, so paper group, who did we have? We had Alona, we had Jimbo. Jimbo. And who and else Boa. was in it? Boa. No, <laughs> Boa was in no. that. I'm a liar. Tainomi. I'm a Tainomi. Yeah. Yeah. This was, this is, well, I mean, this is where you could see things started to go a little wrong, where they, they fell upon the, the Sherbert showgirl idea, which I actually thought sounded pretty cool. Like, totally into a that. A showgirl, a showgirl look is a little bit tired, but I like that the, like a paper, Sherbert showgirl look, I think would have been a really strong 
look for all three of them. Totally. I can see like, I can see giant like feather hairdresses, but made out of paper and like, like ruched kind of skirts and things. And I, I do think that they kind of, even though, Elona got a tough, <laughs> had a tough turn later in the episode as a, as a, took a kind of villainous turn. I do think Jimbo did slightly screw that team because they obviously are talking about this Sherbet Showgirl look and then they cut to Jimbo's design and she's just created like a, a regal queen look that doesn't match it really at Jimbo, all. Jimbo is just in his own world. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't love Jimbo. I don't hate Jimbo. I just know he's a bit of like a bit of a weirdo in his own world. Like, and that's just his thing. Here's the thing. Like in those group challenges are always so difficult because yeah. when you're, well, I don't know from experience, but I'm guessing when you're a drag queen and you're out there performing, most of the time you're performing by yourself and right. you're, you're thinking about yourself and your performance and your own look. So I was trying to work out what would I do if I were in this group with Jimbo? Look, he's clearly very talented. He does some really interesting looks and he's got like that theater design background. So like, I just don't know why they didn't have a proper, proper discussion about it. Yeah. It's, it's always, know. it's that strange thing of like, all it takes is for one person's dominance in their own idea to be just that bit stronger than the others. And eventually everyone just gives in and kind of goes with it. And that's what they're criticized for later is just kind of being too nice about it and being like, sure, we'll do it. I think, I guess for me, my opinion is that the mistake they made was, I actually think it was kind of smart. They were like, okay, fine. Jimbo's going to do a queen. We'll be like medieval soldiers. Fine. I kind of got that, but like, I think the smarter thing to, do would have been to have also been queens and been like oh we're queens of the court like all three of us do you know what i mean like making it all like or all, all being like we're, we're three queens of three different kingdoms do you know what i mean three that's queens good or i was thinking like do a queen do like a knight and do like a jester like do right, so that you've got a full more of a everyone's got cards. their own role yes exactly. rather than it made them look too subservient didn't it it was like oh jimbo's the star and we're her like I don't know. I, yeah, I think that could have been, you're, yeah, you're right. Like a deck of cards thing would have been fun as well. A king and a queen and like a, a, a jester. That would have been fun. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we had the final group and that was the metal group. Oh my God. I will get into it, but I think the judging was so off this week. I just want to say, I thought these metal looks were a pile of trash. Pun intended. <laughs> Recycle that joke. Huh? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think the metal group was kind of, I like, they had quite grand ideas of like Vivian Westwood and, and, uh, and, you know, kind of structural modern fashion. Which I think took yeah. a very strange turn somewhere in the <laughs> and this somewhere was just in that re- recycling bin. Just a reminder: this metal group. Who did we have? We had Boa, we had Lemon, and we had and Priyanka. Priyanka, didn't we? Yeah. So they they kind of yeah try and settle on this this kind of <laughs> yeah this strange kind of Vivian Westwood fashion forward look, which is very strange. But then there's a really fun bit of moment where is it? It's Alona and Tainomi like just together, and it's a real good like. They settle in for a real good gossip, <laughs> a real good goss. I like, lo- I love this really? moment. Well, like they got like, they got like a wee cup of tea yeah. and they just nestled in, got a comfy seat and they had a good old goss, exactly. a wee biscuit. Is that a what you're just- thinking? Biscuit. <laughs> biscuit. Translation cookie. <laughs> what would be your gossip? What would be your gossip biscuit? Ooh, I would, I'm, I like a chocolate covered digestive because it's, 
plain enough that you can eat loads of them, but there's still a bit a hint of chocolate there. I think if you go too chocolatey with your biscuit, your cookie, you can't eat enough of them. <laughs> Got it. I'm gonna if I'm in the UK, I'm gonna upgrade you. I'm gonna have a um chocolate digestive with the caramel underlayer. See, the caramel the problem is is if you dunk that in your tea, it doesn't the caramel stays mm. too hard and you don't get that satisfying soft biscuit moment. So okay. in the US I'm, I'm gonna, gonna downgrade a, you. Okay. Thank in the US I'm much. gonna have a double a double stuff um Oreos, my gossip biscuit, my gossip cookie. Yeah, no, I I, I get I concur with you there. Double stuffed Oreo is a great gossip cookie. Ideal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they basically are bitching about uh Bobo's look and saying that what she's put together well first of all they laugh at Boa's corset that's on her mannequin and say that it looks like shit and then they're laughing at watching bobo try to stretch a piece of plastic around herself that's got no kind of give in it and it's actually pretty funny but they are being mean and then priyanka comes over and is kind of being like oh what are you girls talking about and then she realizes that they're bitching about bobo and she quite rightly points out that alona and bobo are meant to be like best friends and the <laughs> and the alona's kind of being nasty about her friend which yeah. is <laughs> and then obviously bobo catches them and kind of says like you're a bunch of bitches <laughs> just like, i also i also love the 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 material that bobo is like putting around herself it's that blue plastic like do you remember when you go to ikea mm-hmm. and you buy those giant giant ikea shopper bags it's basically oh, one of those we'll be returning to ikea on the runway i've got something to say <laughs> oh, all right so we next move to this now this little oh. segment oh. the runway walk segment oh. with Stace. Oh. this, this was, is this is what i i adored this yeah this is where they when they were starting to lose me with the heavy project runway kind of episode this is where i i got i got drag and i got like glamour injected back into the episode this was a fucking fantastic segment so they come out onto the runway and you know one of them announces in a talking head we're gonna we're gonna have a runway walking lesson with stace oh she just, yet again, two out of three, she did, she hit every single outfit, like purely just, it was perfect this episode. She was perfect. She's in that really short little mini dress and like giant heels, but just still so like cool. She never looks like she's trying. Oh, she's effortless. Like the, her, her, like, and I know she's a model and I, I never want to be a man talking about a woman's body, but her legs and those heels, I yeah. mean, unbelievable yeah to and I, I i loved how all the queens were just like fangirling over her <laughs> they just all came out and were like <laughs> i also think what was really great about this section is like she is such a, a great judge for tv for two reasons one she's 100 percent legit and she has a career and two she empowers the audience in a way of like, you feel like you can become like a supermodel judge. Like yeah. all the, all the critiques and tips she was giving here, she was a hundred percent right. And by the yeah. end of it, I felt like I could, I could do that job. <laughs> and that's like, that to me is the sign of a good, a good judge in a TV show. Yeah. So she, so she, just some kind of highlights of this is Tainomi needs more confidence, which is, you know, ultimately Tainomi's entire kind of downfall this whole season is just, that lack of kind of follow through and, and kind of oomph. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so weird because again, her name is Tainomi Banks, like Naomi and Tyra. Like what? Yeah. Well, I mean, as, as I, I'll be the hundredth person in this episode to say, it's breaking my heart. <laughs> and she'll continue to break your heart. And then we have Jimbo. They, she gives Jimbo kind of like a, they do Jimbo pretty dirty in the little edit of uh, Jimbo's walk. They completely removed the music, hi- like heightened the sound of his feet clomping down the runway and then literally added clown music. It was like, a do, 
But then obviously once Stace gave gave uh, gave him some tips, then it was it was a serve. To be fair, it it wasn't a good walk he was doing. He like uh, no, it was it was pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning that team is Maison Papier. Uh, maison papier, mais oui, bien Just sûr. Paper house. Paper house. <laughs> not, not house of paper, paper house. Paper house. <laughs> okay, yeah, Jimbo needed to refine, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, arch so, that back. Next up was House of Rust. Love so, Great bro. name. Great name. <laughs> However, this is the metal group. None of them yeah. looked rusty, bar one of them in the end. But anyway, we'll come back to that. Yeah, so Priyanka <laughs> continued to... <laughs> steal every single moment of, of a kind of television screen time that she possibly could by saying in her interview that Stacey scared the shit out of her. And then did you notice that bit where she, she gave a walk and Stacey was like, you just need to loosen up. And they cut to Priyanka. She just goes, Oh, <laughs> giving like a full Samantha Jones, you know, <laughs> loosen up double on time to drink. She's like, Oh, <laughs> And she it makes was, me love. It was so interesting because once she told Priyanka to loosen up, I was like, and then, and then she did it. She loosened up. I was like, yeah, you, yeah. you're now exquisite in what you're yeah. doing. And I, I, we'll get to it when we get to the runway, but I think that's, I think that's a million percent what happened in that runway with her. I think she shone through a terrible outfit and made everyone convinced, oh, convinced that it was amazing. <laughs> that piece of shit outfit at the end. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. No, I agree. Lemon. I mean, uh, Lemon is such a mover, isn't she? Yeah. Like the way the we- she walked around, but like she, like she has. You can tell once <clears throat> as a uh, as, a, as dancer, a dancer, as a dancer myself, um, <laughs> as you, someone who studied dance, as someone who knows dance, um, dance. Oh, um, you studied dance? Have you? I've studied uh, what's dance. Your, what's your qualification? Um, the University of uh, YouTube. I have studied dance. <laughs> Just watching um, endless VMAs performances. I actually have an A level in dance, technically, because I did performing arts for my A levels, <laughs> and one of my one part of performing arts was dance. So a level translation for the US audience. It's basically like what, like an SAT kind of? Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 the end of high so, school. <laughs> so imagine like an SAT in dance. Uh have you know that we did we did a performance in a <laughs> Oh my god, I've just oh my god, I've buried this memory so deep. We did a performance in our local shopping mall to beat it by Michael Jackson. Oh problematic. Problematic. What? And the worst part is my friend, I didn't tell any of my friends I was doing it because I was so embarrassed. And one of my friends happened to be shopping that day and she caught me in the mall doing like a dance to beat it by Michael Jackson. <laughs> I love, I love that your friend, you lived in like a, a town where it was like your friend just happened to be in the yeah, she shopping literally was center. At the top, she was on like the next floor. She's like, she's like waving at me. And I was like, no, oh no, oh no, oh no. The, be- the I'm just really quick. The worst part of it was in the middle of beat it, there's like an electric car breakdown, uh, electric car, electric guitar breakdown. Yeah. And in that moment we'd all been dancing as a group and in that moment we formed two lines and everyone came into the middle and did their own thing oh what was your thing what was your thing i did a high kick (laughs) (laughs) and you know still to this day i can do that high kick so say you'll be there by the spice girls my left leg will still go almost vertical even at my old age i can do it wait a minute what were you wearing i wish to god i could remember there was definitely some costuming to it. I, I honestly can't remember. I wish I could. I can't remember. I think someone was wearing a fingerless glove in the group. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so, oh my so God. all to say, all to say, both Fraser and I have studied dance, and oh, we yeah, can that's say what we're that, about. and we can say that Lemon, she's a she's a real mover. She's got a real grace to her, much like much like the grace of Fraser dancing to beat it in a shopping mall in the nineties. Shout out to the Castle Mall Shopping Centre in Norwich. What what? Any listeners in Norwich? You saw me. <laughs> 2002. Okay. Wow. Okay. Not nineties. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, what other group do we have coming down the runway? We then yeah. had the La Maison Boraga, which is like Bobo, Chiara, and Rita Baga. Boraga. Yeah. Boraga. Sorry. Did you hear that burp? That was disgusting. Please cut oh. that. Okay. Then we had La Maison Boraga. That's Bobo, Chiara, and Baga, Rita Baga. So it's like Boraga. <laughs> Boraga. Um, I mean, I think that they, they didn't really have to spend that much time with this group because I do think this, this was a strong, a strong walking three for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, well, Rita, Rita Baga has her very, very much her own thing when she walks. Like she's, she's not like, there's just something so silly about her. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think her face always looks like she's about to burst out laughing, yes. which I kind of enjoy. She, she's like serious silly, where it's like, she kind of looks serious. Okay, maybe this isn't a fair thing to say, but she, I know why I have such a fondness for her face. She has a, an expression which does often emulate my favorite Muppet, Beaker. Me, 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 me. Remember Beaker? Yeah. She has like a Beaker, a Beaker quality, which instantly makes me like fall in love with her. You know who I mean? Like a slightly downturned, (laughs) a slightly downturned mouth, like really big eyes, big wide eyes. eyes. Yes, Yes. exactly. And she's always kind of like, me, 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 me. And she has that like French accent. Yeah, she's the, she's the French Beaker, whatever the French word is for Beaker. Uh, Beaker, uh, Beaker. Um, yeah. And then also in this group, we had, um, Scarlet Bobo and we had uh, Kiara as well, and they were both just like natural walkers. Yeah, so I, I feel don't like feel they like didn't, Stace have, didn't have to Stace really do didn't, much for them. Yeah, Stace was just like you know just enjoying them. Like Kiara in particular, like is just a real like she's very fashiony. Yeah, Limmy, all thin and Limmy and fashiony, mm, slinky. Yeah. <laughs> do you notice the socks she was wearing in the runway? By the way, oh, I didn't. She's one of her socks has the United Kingdom flag. Oh, like the the Union Jack. Ooh. Don't know, don't know why. Shout out mm. Jerry Hallowell, Ginger Spice. Just gonna say it. <laughs> okay. What next? So next is we kind of, we, the, the day ends and we come back for elimination day. So the girls are kind of walking back into the workroom and this is where uh, Rita shows that she shaved her head in preparation for today's challenge. <laughs> Which Wait, I you shaved her head? I'm totally Rita. missed that. Yeah, Rita Bagger, she, they, um, they whipped her hat off when they were sitting around the table, just kind of catching up, cause oh, she was gonna yeah. do that, like, that kind of bald queen look, so she, um. But wait a minute, what hair her did she have, what hair did she have before? I cannot even remember. Oh, she had like a shaved head, but I think, I think it was oh, the difference so, between like, it was the difference between a pair of clippers and a, a, like a wet shave with a razor, so they were just talking about it. <laughs> Got it. Again, totally missed that. Fine, whatever. Yeah. And then we have a little, um, you know, a little foreshadowing. I do feel like Alona and Tainomi got quite a lot of, quite a lot of airtime in this episode, which was, uh, you know, the, the foreshadowing of doom of drag race. So Alona and Tainomi had a chat about, um, like what they were like at school. Um, and I did, I did, I did like Alona's kind of take on it where she was just like, cause she's so much younger than us in the way that like her experience was not completely different to my own experience at school, but like also it's that way more kind of like, 
She's like, yeah, I was friends with all the popular girls. I was the only fag in school. Like, she was just very kind of like this, 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 and that about it. Totally, totally. Just like, she's and like, the oh, pop- I was out. Yeah, and the popular girls kind of like protected her. Yeah. You okay? You struggling with your cold brew there? What's going on? <laughs> no, I was just drinking my LaCroix and I didn't want anyone to hear it. So I, oh, I right, thought you sorry. were going to carry on talking. So I, okay. I really put my head back from the mic to do it and it just went <laughs> crushingly <laughs> silent. <laughs> yeah. So they were having like a good old chit chat about that. Um, and Tainomi was saying that she had a similar experience to Alona. Yeah. But I mean, Tainomi, like, what, how old is Tainomi? Like 35 maybe? She feels like more around our age. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But I'm just going to say she's 35. Actually, I've got all their names right here. Tainomi is 35. Oh, okay. Looking yeah. good. Yeah. And then I thought we had uh, a lovely, a lovely little moment here. So, uh, it's Rita Bagger and, and Bobo are kind of talking about, she talks about how, uh, Bobo is a mother. Um, uh, she's missing her children. She's got other, there's other Bobos out there. Um, and oh, yes. Yeah. She brings up her drag mother passing away and it was just so sad. I know. And just, oh, this show is so heartbreaking sometimes. Like they, it's kind of like a joke that some of the queens make when they leave the show where they're like, you know, the show is literally them being like, get a drag, get a drag, cry about your dead mother, do this, do that. Like they, I've heard that joke a lot and it's so true. It's like such a roller coaster. And it, it was, it was just, it was such a genuine, like lovely moment. And I, I don't know. I, I like those two as a, as a pairing. It, I felt like it brought a side out of Bobo that I, that I, not that you need to see someone crying about something sad, but I don't know. I, I sometimes I, and, I find Bobo a bit yeah. much and I liked seeing her kind of, human side totally i think it softened her edges it made her more i i 100 percent agree i was like i she's been a bit like not frosty but just a bit uh, yeah there's she, a, there's she, a hard, the hardness to her drag and her look and her style and everything that's a little kind exactly, of like exactly okay. exactly so i appreciated that moment and it was also seeing it was so nice seeing her um relate to rita baga as well the two of them i felt like it was like two older not old but like older queens not like yeah. 21 year olds having like a chat about life and i yeah. i really appreciate that and also shout out to rita bagger's wonderful hot pink kind of like feathered um kind of top she was wearing yeah, her, throughout this. her look her look that day with that hat the hat the glasses and that like feathery jacket together all just really worked nicely together yeah. and i thought it was really sweet that she said she basically is just like, oh, I, I'm not really good at making friends and it, I really like Scarlet. Like we're really getting on. I was like, I also just really appreciated that. It's like, yeah, some people do struggle to make friends. And I don't know. I thought it was a really vulnerable thing to say just to be like, oh, you know, I'm not like, I don't have loads of friends basically. I, I don't know. She's just, Rita Bagger just, it continues to make me like her more and more and more as the show goes on. She's like a real, yeah, she, she was a bit of a snooze for me at the beginning. And now I'm like fully on team Rita Bagger. Do you think I could pull off the pink feather top she's wearing? Well, it depends. Are you going to be wearing it with your sheer, your shadow hunters look from a couple of weeks ago? Is that going to be with your bleached hair and your sheer vest mesh top underneath? Well, I'm going to need it in the studio because it's so cold. <laughs> I think you could pull it off. Absolutely. Yeah, correct answer. I don't, I 100% could. I'm just, I think I could you. pull off, I think I could pull off lemon's uh, yellow fluffy one with my skin tone. I think that would really work. Oh, okay. Okay, great. We'll do that at some point. Um, okay, great. And then we got to the main stage, Did didn't you, we? Just really quickly, you know, in the bit before they get to the main stage, they do that quick little edit of like makeup, <gasps> like, oh, nail. Did you see that? They did that close up of Jimbo's face. It was honestly like a horror movie. I literally went. <gasps> they, I, lo- I love those little things they do. And wasn't, was one of them, oh no, that was the other week when someone was pulling off a, um, an eyelash. 
like oh yeah no, like, no, that's the d that's the d dragging no no this was that like little kind of like final final checks for, before the main stage it was just this full close-up of jimbo's face and it was like when they flashed up that have you ever heard of that subliminal face they flashed up in the exorcist it's like a scary face and they did it for one frame and it made people think they were going crazy when they watched it in the cinema oh, <laughs> it felt yes. like that i was like <gasps> No, I, I know I was thinking, I think it's Tainomi. She's like, she's hair, she's drying her lashes with a hair dryer. And she's just kind of like yeah. st- sitting there and they, they, it's just drying her lashes and they're fluttering. That was the, the thing I was thinking about. <laughs> right. Should we, should we get to the main stage? Yeah. Dun, so we'll get to. Hey, I have an issue. I hated that at the very, very top of the episode, they show what all the judges' looks are going to yeah, be later in the episode. I, I agree, because I love seeing what Stace and, um, and, uh, Brooke are going to bring. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree. Like, although to be honest with you, I was so blown away by Stace, Stace's looks that I couldn't remember what she wore until this moment again. And I, again, I was just like, she's wearing an insanely patterned, like, trouser suit that it was almost like flared trousers in a way that it's really not fashionable, but she just looked, so fucking cool. Yeah. Stace. And did you like, speaking of, uh, hair choices, did you like Brooke's hair color? I felt like that was right up the, the hair color that you're trying to go for. My, t- my toxic green. Yeah. yeah toxic very green dream hair. It. And then mean, meanwhile. Okay. Should we, should we just take a moment and discuss Ben's nemesis, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman? Jeff. Tough I, episode for Jeff. T- Jeff was. I, I th- this was the episode I feel like shouting in everyone's faces. See, told you. Yeah. So Jeff trots out. He's been to Top Man, and he's got like a you know he's got like a a suit jacket that he clearly thought that's fun. Maybe I'll wear it to like a gay wedding, or maybe I'll wear it to like New Year's Eve celebration because it's got a bit of metallic in it. Good he's for the kind of person that would occasion. say he was going to a gay wedding as well, and not just a wedding. Yeah, Jeff. And then. As, as I pointed out last week, he's, he's been talking to the makeup department and he was like, do you know what? I just want to do something a little bit fun. Just something a little bit festive around the eyes. He's really elevated it this week with a glittery look. Now, what mainly annoys me about his eye makeup is I actually thought it looked good and I would like it. Yeah. I, I was, that was actually going to be my next thing. I was about to say to you, look, I really liked that glittery eye look. It was really like soft and like, subtle but like really it was really well done I, it was I really good that i look it was like i would i would happily try and do that i look for just <laughs> i don't know sitting at home watching television <laughs> well, that, well, that, well that day when we, we we you wear your 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 lemon outfit and i wear oh, my uh my, yeah we'll do it that day <laughs> so yeah but but his outfit his suit doesn't fit him just so we're all aware yeah. again um fraser and i are dancers but um, we're also fashion designers and um, yeah. seamstresses. So yeah. I will tell you that his outfit didn't fit. I'm a Canadian citizen who actually is a drag queen, knows how to make clothes, is a makeup artist and a dancer. It's and really interesting that you're Canadian, but you've never been to Canada. We must, in fact, we must talk about off air, the, the immigration process and that, because that's fascinating. Well, that's, right. That's just how it works, you know? Okay. You and know, then Brooklyn, know. Brooklyn, her outfit. Loved and it. And we talked about her hair. Yeah, loved it. Nothing, nothing that interesting to shout about, but solid. I liked that. I thought that she did, it was, she made a smart, like, upper body choice just in terms of sitting behind the desk. And also shout out to my other, uh, cast member, the chairs, the judges chairs. They were in full effect this episode as well. Do you know what? The other day I was in a parking lot 
Um, and it was like a bit of a kind of industrial wasteland parking lot. Don't ask why I was there. And there was just one of those chairs, like abandoned. <laughs> and I thought of you. You're like, it's escaped from the Drag Race Canada set, wheeled like, itself down over the border <laughs> to California for some, some, some hotter climate, you know? So this is where we get the introduction of Bedell. So I'm just going to tell Bedell, you Bedell, not Adele, not gonna, Adele, Bedell. Yeah. He was very known on Project Runway for wearing those industrial kind of overall, you know, jumpsuit kind of things. So his, his kind of walk down in the jumpsuit the, with the tear away reveal was a nod to that being his very much his aesthetic when he was on Project Runway okay. and just in general. Which Good for him. I, I was not a huge fan of him on Project Runway. I didn't, I found his attitude a little tough, but I did appreciate that reference. I was like, okay, I like that. And I like it. I liked what it kind of ripped away to. It was not to my particular taste, but it was fun. I was like, yeah. okay, he had like MC Hammer trousers on and like a glitter jacket and a bolo tie. I'll take it. And also it's <laughs> like, you're a designer. You need to do something in terms of fashion. And also... This is, you're not, you're never going to get to walk this runway ever again, unless yeah. you're a queen. So you may as well do it and do a reveal. And that's kind of like a nod to drag as well. So yeah, I'm into that. In the kind of rankings of the guest, guest kind of hosts so far, he really wasn't, he wasn't down there with Shadow, your, your love, Shadow Hunter, um, in terms of kind of being able to read the auto cue and doing it. He was, I think he was firmly in the middle. Yeah. His, his, he, yeah, I would say his auto cue translation prompter. Yeah. Um, his prompter ability wasn't, wasn't he, great. He was no, he was no Alicia Cuthbert or Deborah Cox, but he also wasn't oh. a shadow hunters level <laughs> disaster. <laughs> you re- really have issues with my, with my, um, kindred spirit, spirit from the shadow hunters. Oh, okay. Just, and then just, just quick shout out the, the, your nemesis, Jeff, his interactions with the guest judge are getting worse and worse every week. He's like getting more, too, he's getting too confident. Yeah. Do you know what I is. mean? You know, when yeah. someone just gets a bit too confident and you're like, I, I, I you just want to go up to him and say, Oh, you're showing off. Or no, what, what's, 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 what's it you say? Is, is like an, an annoying thing. Like a parent would say to a kid who's acting up in front of their friends. Stop showing off to your friends. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. That was it. Heard it, heard it many a time in my childhood. Thank you. <laughs> Triggered. But I, I, I just really quick before we get into the main stage, I think the the issue as well is that, the guest judge obviously is bringing their own energy every week. So it's never quite, you can never quite tell. But the problem is for Jeff is that Brooke and Stace are really relaxing into their roles in a, I think they're getting better mm. as the weeks go by. I think like Brooke is just a very solid like anchor in terms of like, she gets the lines done. She gets it out. She's like, she's very much herself. And Stace is really brings herself to it. Like I don't feel she's really forcing anything. So it's just highlighting that Jeff's getting more and more kind of, I don't know, just a little pompous. A little pompous. I, I agree. And he does that kind of look like he's like a cat, like a kind of like a, a please with himself cat. In the yes, face. He's, st- he's starting to get gay cat face. Yeah. He's getting that gay cat face. You're so right. Gay I cat also, face drives me crazy. It really annoys me. I also want to give a shout out to the other cast members. We've already talked about the cast member that uh, the, the office chairs they sit on and the, the ceiling of the studio. I've also noticed uh, when Bedell does his... um his intro and it's like a crane shot, you know, like, and start your engines in the corner of the screen. (laughs) Some of the, some of the crew have left like (laughs) one of those cases that you put like equipment in and it's like tucked in. Is it called a Peli case? (laughs) Just like one of those cases is left. Now, normally you'd think that might be like a design choice. Like, you know, when you watch America's got talent in their backstage, they might've like put them in like a a shape and someone's sitting on them. But I think someone's just, yeah, some flight case. I swear to God, they're either called pelly cases or flight cases. They might be called both. They might not be called anything. 
don't judge me. Also being a model and a dancer, I also do work in television production, which is actually you my do. real job. You do. You do. You're crew. <laughs> Let's get um, into this goddamn runway. We've been talking for so long about <laughs> bullshit. Let's actually talk about Drag Race. <laughs> So let's get into it. So we have, um, let's start with Mason Boraga come out first. Yeah. Bobo, I mean, I think it's hard to kind of, I don't know if you agree with me, but I almost feel like doing these completely as a three together because they look so, because they did such a good job of the cohesion. I don't feel like it's that easy to individually pick out who who looks like what in this challenge right in this particular in this particular group i agree but i i i have to say so scarlet bubble came out i thought oh that's impressive a lot's gone into it i do think that the shape on the body isn't great um it's a bit kind of flat and and shapeless but i was impressed but i 100 percent agree this group is all about being a group and you want to see them all together but i I was i was excited i have to say I actually think that Kiara was the top look of this three and not Rita. Oh, because okay. I, I, cause I watched this episode twice and on the rewatch, I thought Rita looked amazing when she came out. Like the stuff she did with the, the way she had that kind of that, that plastic netting that they used in all their outfits, the way she had that incorporated onto her head and her face, but she blended all the makeup over it. So you could see the, you could see the outline of it, but it wasn't just orange and stuck on her face. It was beautiful. But when she turned around and that corsetry, back, back that corset, corsetry, it looked real, real yeah, schlumpy dumpy. You're right. The Whereas back is not good. Kiara actually looked just like Kiara looked like a, and like she served like fashion model, like alien. She did that kind of post-apocalyptic fashion alien model thing. Like perfect. I thought she looked the best out of that three. But okay. I, I'm gonna, I do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna accept that. Yeah. But I, I understand why Rita got the win for this, even though I didn't quite agree with it. It kind of made sense. So next up was House of Rust. What did you think of Boa's? <laughs> I thought it. Boa's, I thought Boa's look was cute. And do you know what? I loved Boa's reveal. I'm all for a gimmick and reveal. And I know later in the judging, they're like, we want to see you just do glamour. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. Like she's funny and she's fun and that's what it sh- she should stick to being. I do agree though that there was perhaps that. I know that they all said she was wearing a diaper. I, I wasn't actually that bothered by the bottom half. I felt like she, it needed like those boob things needed to look like they were attached to something and not just stuck on. It was just a lot of upper torso, just like living its truth. I felt like it could have been, it could have looked like a bra or like, I don't know. It just needed, I felt like I agreed with them that it needed something. Yeah. Okay. No, I or hear like just yeah. some, Or like, even if it, she didn't want to do anything over her arms, there just needed to be something behind. If there was like some scrunched up like metal behind those boob things. So it looked like a full, a full breast thing, not just two things like stuck on. She just looked a bit too, she looked weirdly naked, but not in a, in an intentional way. It was strange. Do you know what I think she could have done with? Because I know they talked about the arms. What about some sort of like little arm cuff motif thing? Like almost yes. like on one arm, like a big, like a big frill that's like a giant silver scrunchy looking Brillo pad with maybe yes. something hanging, like just a detail. Exactly. This is a complete really quick sidebar, but it reminds me of my mum lives in the Caribbean, the Caribbean. And when I used to FaceTime her, she was always wearing like a sarong that was like just tied around her, her like, you know, kind of tied around the top half. So it's like a strapless top. And every time I would face something with my mom, she looked like she was naked and it had that vibe to it where I was like too naked, too naked. So I was like, come on, mom, put some clothes on. That's how I felt about it. So that was okay. insight into my psychology. Love that. Shout out to Laura. <laughs> Shout out my mom, <laughs> Laura. <laughs> okay. Next up was Priyanka, AKA Alexandra Burke. 
for all the UK she's, listeners. Yeah, she's she's. It's a shame that she can't do Alexandra Burke for her snatch game because she she looks exactly like her. American or Canadian listeners, please look up Alexandra Burke and realize that Priyanka and her are twin sisters. It's wild. and also you can listen to our podcast. You're welcome, America, where we actually completely go deep down into the oh, world yeah. of Alexandra Burke. True. She's a she was an X Factor winner in the UK, but basically Priyanka in drag looks just like her. So I I do think that she looks bad, but her presentation and her personality, she was selling it, even though she looked bad. <laughs> yeah, I have to look. I'm sorry, but you, this look is utter shit. She looks it. The the dress is awful. The 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 umbrella thing, good idea, but not quite there. Yeah, she completely sells it. She looks gorgeous. Yeah. Like her makeup is gorgeous. Her body looks gorgeous. But the outfit's awful. Yeah. It looked, it looked like a good outfit that had slid down and started to come apart. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like I actually yeah. think from a distance when she first walked out, I was like, Oh, Oh, like it, I loved the, I loved like the, the silhouette of it. And I liked the kind of, I liked that it looked from a distance before I kind of saw it clearly. It looked like a silky, like a slinky evening kind of gown. I was like, Oh, this is kind of sexy. And then yeah, just it looked like it was falling off and falling apart once she looked at it. But yeah. she's she's certainly got that damn personality to sell it. So I and couldn't be angry had, at it. Then we had Lemon. Lemon in her rose gold. Absolutely not rose gold. <laughs> was I, purely copper. <laughs> once again, this out, this outfit's crap. Like this is this reminds me of being at uni, university, aka college, and there I don't know what the theme would be, but it'd be like, oh, we have to make all our own outfits to go out tonight, and you start having a couple of drinks and you start making your outfits, and this is what you come up with. Again, no idea what that themed club night is. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, yeah, it was Brillo pads, so I guess it was like come as a scrubbing brush night at university. Exactly, you know that <laughs> notorious night that we have back in the UK. Um, I, I just thought this is so like. I, I, this looked like she had just started the outfit and I, I feel like it needed about five other things yeah. going on. I think it's a shame because I actually think the, in terms of taking a, a Brillo pad and unraveling it to make those long pieces of material was really, was, I thought that was a really fun use of a Brillo pad. I thought it was cool. It wasn't like, it wasn't like she just stuck Brillo pads in their original form onto like, you know what I mean? Like onto a corset and she's like, oh, I'm a Brillo pad. I liked what she did. I just didn't, I just wasn't crazy about the way it looked. And I agree with their critiques later where they were saying she needed, they needed like accents of that color in the other two outfits to try and like mm. bring some of it together. Cause it annoyingly, really... that was Jeff, that was Jeff's comment. I was like, yeah. you're right, Jeff. Got it. Got it. Look, when he's right, he's right. When he's right, when he's right, <laughs> when he's wrong, which is most of the time he's heavily, heavily wrong, much like all his life choices. Yeah. When he's not showing that gay cat face, he is right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where, and this is where I will say to you, meow. <laughs> Kitty's sharpening her claws. <laughs> Which is our impression of Kim Cattrall playing Samantha Jones saying a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shall we get to the Papier team, the Maison uh, Papier team? Yeah, we shall. Okay, Alona trotted out first of all. Now, I have to say, initially when she came out, I went, ooh. So did I. I thought, this is fun. I was like, I loved, I loved everything from the waist up. I just did not like the, um, kind of exposed, what do you call those? Like exposed petticoat kind of look. It looked too flimsy. 
Yeah. It, but I have to say the whole look as a whole is a great shape. Really yeah. appreciated it. Now, I know they get into it later, but I do agree it's a bit party city. It is yeah. a bit like she's gone and bought like a couple of pieces of paper and, and just like made a cone and used some tape to, to tie that cone together then whacked it on her shoulder. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I do think that it was not that bad. No. <laughs> then we get to Tainomi, and this is where I will just quickly refer to my notes where I wrote down, uh, what did I write down? I wrote down, <laughs> Ikea Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Okay, okay. Is that the blue? Fully, like, the, the blue and yellow thing she had around her neck was the Swedish flag. <laughs> she said she was channeling Wakanda. She had the Swedish flag around her neck, and I think she also looked like Pocahontas. So there was just a lot of things to take in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. And then what do you think of Jimbo? <sighs> it's a little conflicted with Jimbo's look. It's sort of like Queen Regal look. I, do you know what, actually... I just, I didn't like it. I, 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 I had the exact same journey that you went on where I was like, huh, I like it. It's kind of fun. Do I like it? Actually, no, I, I'm completely with you. I didn't like it. I thought it was just like, she looked like a head floating on top of a big pile of trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I they like talk that, about it later, but that mid, that midsection. Yeah. That belt thing. It was so strange. Yeah. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Not into it. Yeah. So we, the plastic team was announced as the winner quite rightly as a winning team. And Rita was the winner of the challenge. She got a 5,000 Canadian dollars shopping spree at Fabricland. <laughs> Although <laughs> how to be, how dare they make the, the winning prize fabric in a unconventional materials challenge? How dare they? <laughs> it's like, well done. You've saved the world. You've, you've, <laughs> you've solved recycling. Go get some fabric. <laughs> so, so first up is boa isn't she yeah. now she's sort of as we mentioned she's critiqued for her diaper look and again as i said before they want more of a serious look they they, they want they want to see like full-on glamour with no gimmick which i have to say i disagree with yes i want to see full-on glamour but i don't want her to lose her personality yeah i think i think she could do full-on glamour but it's still it's gonna have to have her within it something funny that makes you laugh that's mm-hmm. what she does and i don't think she should just come out in some like pageant queen dress just to like just to satisfy that i think absolutely do high glamour but make it funny high glamour she could do that in so many ways and i think I feel pretty confident that she does know how to do that as well. Yeah, to back off Brooklyn. Right, <laughs> next up was Priyanka. Now, she was praised for her high fashion look. <laughs> Couture, Glamazon, super model realness. Okay, I was. this is when I started making a lot of noises at the screen. Yeah. I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I, her look is utterly appalling. Well, um, I, this is where I think they were just, they were like, they were model, the model walk was what got them, basically. I was trying to think of, like, the model version of, like, the runway version of, like, digmatized. They were digmatized by her runway walk, basically. I felt watching this like Naomi Campbell in the entire season of Making the Cut, where everyone's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, the outfits are okay. And then just shots of Naomi in the audience being like, what the fuck is this? I was oh Naomi God. Campbell here. Do you remember? Do you remember um, that reality show, The Face, that Naomi Campbell was on? Oh, my God. If you ever, listeners, if you ever want to revisit, like, feeling terrified of Naomi Campbell, go and rewatch The Face. Every scene she was in, I was so thrilled and so frightened. My blood, like, ran cold. She would just stare at people and then be like, what the fuck are you looking at? Oh, my God. Just everyone revisit it. So good. Next up was Lemon, where she got praised for kind of her look just in general. And obviously, Bedell was basically just, like, super into her and was just asking her out on a date. (laughs) 
but you know they they kind of they got that note that's from Jeff that we mentioned before that their team just wasn't really cohesive enough. Which you know again, fair. I agree with you, Jeff. When he's right, he's right, Jeff. When he's right, he's right. Okay, next up was Team Paper, and they felt like it was cohesive as a whole. It was telling a story, which is true. Yeah, it was. Um, Alona was critiqued. <laughs> Gay Pride at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> That's a very funny critique, gay pride yeah. at the Renaissance Fair. And then they started to sort of talk about the fact that the two of them were blending in, whereas like Jimbo was like the star of yeah. the piece in many ways. Um, yeah. So I was like, I don't know. I, I Again, I started to feel a bit frustrated here. Um, then Tainomi, this is when Tainomi started to be like, basically Tainomi was like, fuck. I'm yeah. in the bottom again. I'm yep. screwed. And I've, I've disappointed myself and toronto yeah in this episode i didn't enjoy this this was i, I don't like i don't like seeing it it's horrible i didn't like it at all oh and then um they went on to jimbo and they said that they they kind of praised like parts of her look but then i think they did start kind of picking apart the details of it like that waistband around the middle and then talking about how she'd she'd done kind of the white face and chest but hadn't done her like arms and hands and, and he was pissed jimbo work. was pissed with this yeah jimbo was like, like oh well i didn't have enough time and then i can't remember who it was but they were like <laughs> you all have the same amount of time yeah. who was yeah. that it's, i think it was brooklyn or maybe it was yeah. Bedell. It's, it's such a mistake to say that on any of those competition shows to say i ran out of time or to complain about not having enough time because yeah it's that's a fact they never have enough time so <laughs> no one wants to hear it <laughs> Oof, oof, my goof. Then we head backstage for a thrilling scene. I don't know about you, but this, I, the Real Housewives fan in me got like a real charge out of this scene. Well, I, first of all, was very excited that one of our favorite cast members, the Chili Studio, really yep. came to the fore. Yeah. So basically the, the, the winning team is kind of backstage, just relaxing. The three of them are having like a lovely time. And then, oh, oh Lord, the rest of those people sweep in and you thought it was cold already to start with. They literally bring in like the, the frozen tundra of anger <laughs> where Alona just pulls off that headpiece and throws it on the floor. And they added in that little shing noise. <laughs> she threw yeah. it. And was like, Taino, like Tainomi's like crying in the mirror and is basically like, don't come near me. Yeah. They're all, they're all draped in really ugly looking, um, kind of like man-made fiber, um, throws that you'd have on a couch. If you, if you live in a, a chilly place and you want to snuggle. Yeah. Very, if you're in the UK, on. shout out to, they look like throws from Primark. Very Primark. <laughs> Whereas I guess maybe Home Goods would be where you'd pick, pick up your fleecy throw in the US. I don't know what Home, what's Home Goods? Girl, Home Goods is a whole other thing. In fact, we should save that for our podcast. Okay, Mark that great. down. I'm going to go and visit Home Goods. Okay. okay great. <laughs> so, so basically this is where we have a, a real tough high drama moment. So, they come back in. Alona is pissed. This is where the Kelly Osborne comes out again. I don't know if you noticed that, but I felt like I was watching season one of the Osbournes again, like real bratty, bratty Kelly Osborne vibe. Right. Really bratty. Not a good look on Alona at all. So she's like super bitching about how she was annoyed about the challenge. She's annoyed. She's bought all this drag and no one's getting to look at it. Yada, yada, yada. They kind of get, she starts, she's kind of going on and then they kind of cut away and then they came back and there was obviously like a sound issue or something because there was a crew member just like adjusting some thing. So like obviously Jimbo didn't think that this was like an on camera moment. I feel like this is where it kind of, how this Ooh. argument started. Yeah. So it's my second viewing. I noticed these details. <laughs> they, they, um, yeah, like Jimbo was like draped in this kind of thing, having like a mic pack fixed or something. And all Jimbo said was, 
oh my god it's so cold like cold in the studio there's like an arctic breeze coming in from somewhere which i guess you know when you live in canada truly is coming from you know the antarctic but anyway um so yeah she literally she just made this offhand comment that she was really cold and then alona fucking lost it we're all cold. What are you complaining about? I'm, my life's over. You're, you've just been praised. You're going to be in the top fucking two. And here I am looking like trash. Oh, it was, thrilling. this was a real moment that was like a clash of different generations as well. Yes. There was a yes. few things going on here. I felt like Alona was like us age 21 yeah. uh, after, after basically us age 21 um, at a club after we've had too many vodka Red Bulls, but we're not allowed to get into the club we actually want to go into. Yes. And Jimbo is just like a bit tired and over it. And it's just like, shut up. Yeah. And she, I think Jimbo really won the argument. She, Alona was like screaming and shouting and Jimbo was very, cause Jimbo's got that kind of soft speaking voice anyway. But like she, I think she really, she really put her in her place because it was that thing of like, she's like, no, you can't talk to me like that. And you actually, you're not the only one with problems and you're the only voice that needs to be heard. Just, she was just so measured in that way. And it, it, she truly out logicked Alona in this argument where Alona was like, oh, you can't tell me to shut up. And she's like, well, you can't tell me to shut up. So what yeah. are we going to do? And Alona just went, I'll oh, shut up then. And I was like, okay. I was like, you go Jimbo, like literally just, and that, that is, it's that age thing. And it's also that thing of, um, very much being like 20 something and being on a TV show. So Alona was just like, okay, I got a bad critique. So my moment is to now go and sit in the workroom and cry about it. And she was annoyed that Jimbo was even saying something else and ruining her moment. That's what was unspoken in that, in that moment, I think. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> they were. There was a moment, I don't, no one noticed, I don't, no one noticed this. I don't know why I said that. I don't know if you noticed this, but there was a moment during the argument where Lemon just turned direct and looked directly down the barrel of the camera. Loved that. <laughs> Loved that moment. Really I was made like, me laugh. That gave me, as a, as a TV producer, that gave me like a real thrill. There's, like a real kind of like, oh, as in like, hey, everyone at home. Ooh. Yeah. I have to say, just if you want to, as someone who, I know you're not kind of versed in the, the drag history. If you want to get another, another thrill from that moment, there's an iconic Brooklyn Heights episode from her season where, there's this huge argument happening and she just she just looks straight down the barrel of the camera and just takes a sip of her drink and just goes like and at one point i think she just picks up a cushion and puts it over her face (laughs) it it reminds me of i don't know if you remember in uh kathy griffin's my life in the d-list the episode where she goes to miami and is hanging out with rosie rosie o'donnell and rosie doesn't understand how reality tv works and it's just constantly like talking to the camera and kathy's like no like speak to me they're just gonna film us and it's just it's so great rosie can't handle it she constantly wants to just talk to the camera yeah. And then we just have like a, we have yet again, maybe three or four more people tell Tainemi that their heart's breaking for her to her face. And I, and as much as I appreciate they're all coming from a good place, I felt like at some point someone needed to be like, please stop telling Tainemi that your heart's breaking for her and just like, just leave her alone. She needed just to be, she needed to be quiet. And then just a real another tough moment for Alona where she was just like, over talking everyone and you know scarlet bobo tried to start talking about something and then alona was talking over the top and they just oh it was rough she was being way too self-centered but i do i like the way that it just ended with them all laughing at her <laughs> i know i know the, this show that classic reality tv thing like we need to resolve this and get to a different emotion ha 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 move on but but it was complete a completely natural moment she had just been ranting for so long that they all just started laughing it's when she said that she didn't want to she, she didn't want to represent dumpster diving that's what she said wasn't it oh, they that's all just right laughed, laughed in her face and you could see that she was annoyed because she you could see that she was finding it funny but also wanted to carry on her like star moment she was really torn in that moment about what to do so 
let's get to back to the main stage. So do you want to just talk about talk about who was safe? Okay. So safe were Lemon, Priyanka, Jimbo. I'm fine with that. Yeah. How do you feel? I'm completely fine with it. It it made perfect sense. <laughs> Still think Priyanka's outfit was maybe the worst outfit on the whole of the main stage, but whatever. I'll move on. Also safe was Boa. Yes. Which left us with our bottom two, which was Tainomi and Alona. So this was how do you, now I feel weird. weird. I feel weird that Alona was in that bottom. What how do you feel? Um I don't necessarily think that she deserved it. I think that well, I, I think it could have been I think it could have been Jimbo, actually, and I think it also could have been Priyanka. So but then story-wise, it here's just the makes thing. sense. Yeah, because here's the thing. If it had been like Tainomi versus Jimbo or Priyanka, I, I still, I would know instantly that Tainomi's going home. Yeah. Whereas Tainomi versus Alona going into the lip sync, I was like, oh, okay, I actually don't know who's going home. Yes, Probably I, Tainomi, but don't fully know. I, I agree. It felt, it was much more from a producer's standpoint, it felt like more of, it could have been more of a, I, I felt the same. I wasn't actually sure. And actually throughout the whole thing, I still wasn't sure when it finished actually what was going to happen. I actually I, thought it was going to be a double agree. save. Oh. Yeah. Um, so and then Alona, this is all, yeah, this is the moment of Alona. She's yeah. still doing her Kelly Osbourne. She's still like, <laughs> still like, this, she's crying. She's like, oh God, it reminded me of trying to think. Okay. Tell you what it reminded me of. At sc- <laughs> In high school, we had, did you have young enterprise companies? Oh yeah, I mean, I didn't. Okay, I didn't do so basically, in the UK, you might have like when you're like 15 at school, you set up like a little company, like a little business. We made jewelry, whatever, and you like have to run it as a company. I was the managing director of mine, of course, I was. At every meeting, oh, every God. week, at the end, one of the members would put their after when we did any other business, AOB, someone put up their hand, and be like, "I think I'm going to quit the company," and they would do this every week, and I'd be like, "Okay, quit then." But then they wouldn't quit. And the next right. week we have another meeting and then they'd be like, I think I'm going to quit. It's like, shut up. Yeah. Just, just get on with it. So yeah. It's, yeah. It, it was, it was just a, it was a, it just didn't need to happen, especially because t- everyone knew for a fact that Tainomi was truly, Probably, like, yeah. truly struggling as well. Like it, if anyone was going to say, I can't do this, it, it would have been it, like Tainomi had more right to say that basically. Cause she's been like so broken down by the show. Whereas Alona's just like, she, well, she just won last week. She Alona exactly. won last week. She's just shook that she got bad feedback and she acted like a brat backstage. So she's clearly just feeling like crazy because of all of that. Yeah. So, but, 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 but I will say I was like, I wonder what Alona's going to be like in a lip sync because yeah. I actually, I don't know, like Tainomi's, Tainomi can lip sync and, and serve, but Alona was like, hmm, I don't know if you're actually going to be very good at this. And, and here we go. Let's, should we get into the lip sync? So the song was, <laughs> hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend. No way. No way. No way. No way. Think you need a new, <laughs> a new one. one. I love this song. So uh, I think I had this song. Best- I think I had the song and CD single. Yeah. Happy to have our first Avril Lavigne song, um, you know, in, in Canada's Drag Race and happy that it was this song. Great choice by, by the producers for this one. Love this song. Just quick side note, used to sing this song about a guy who I was in love with who had a girlfriend. Perfect for me. Hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend. <laughs> What do you think of when you, other, other than your, your, your personal life, what do you think of when you think of this song? Uh, I think of like one of those short, like those short skirts that's like a tartan, like a plaid that's got like 
chains hanging off the side of it with like mm. a with like a converse trainer and a high white sock and then maybe like a ripped up uh crop top and then my hair is like big and crimped and like kind of crazy and then i'm wearing loads and loads of black eyeliner okay i think and i i'm gonna add to that look i think your top might have like a, a slogan on it like well it might have that but i think it might also say punk chick Yes. And it might have some like rhinestones and some like some metal bits done into it. I'm also going to inject heavily the color hot pink somewhere into this yes. look. For yes. me, the song is very, yeah, like teen punk, early 2000s, hot pink, um, mixed with a pom-pom. Yeah, I love this song. Can I just, I'm going to put my head really far back from the mic when I do this. My favorite bit of the song is at the end where she goes, hey, 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 no way, hey, 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 I love it so much. You're also a trained singer, aren't you? Oh, didn't I not mention that? It's also part of my performing arts A-level degree. Don't worry about it, everyone. She's also a singer, so just want to add that in. I thought, I thought this, I thought this was a really fun lip sync. I thought the two of them did a really solid job considering that there wasn't really any like of the flips, kicks, like the kind of the classic, you know, those things that make everyone go, Oh my God, flips, oh my God. Flip, flips, kicks and tricks, flips, kicks and tricks. There wasn't any of that really. It was more just like, just, I thought they both, I, I think Alona did actually do a better job, but I thought that Tainomi, considering she was so fucking broken down and everyone's heart was breaking for her as everyone told her i felt like she still did a really decent job in this lip sync she didn't give up i don't think she did what do you think i don't know i think both were solid but both were i was like meh i i i have to say it didn't leave me feeling very much i would would have liked more of um i look as a trained dancer, dancer, whenever I see these things, I always think about what would I do? And I yeah. think for this, I would have played far more into like the cheerleading feel of the song. And I they would have done like at the end. They did try at the end, but it wasn't enough and it wasn't very good. I would have like throughout maybe just done like some, I don't know. It just, it needed something else. And I also would have done that thing is because basically the judges think their costumes are a pile of shit. I would have destroyed the costumes maybe right. more. You know what I mean? Right. I, I feel like in my head, I was trying to imagine like, who I imagine if you could have just seen two of the Queens do a lip sync to that. I was like, I think Scarlet Bobo would have done a really good lip sync to that. Cause she's kind of got that like punk chick attitude. And that song is so kind of like punk, punk chick light. I feel like she would have been able to do a really good, I don't know. <laughs> like, so, what, what, what I'm saying is I want to see Scarlet Bobo lip sync to Avril Lavigne's girlfriend. If anyone knows that that exists, please send it to me. Well, also, as we've discussed, she is, she has the essence of pink, the, yes. the music artist pink. So she might do a silks routine to it or some gymnastics. <laughs> <sighs> Remember Pink's R&B album? I really liked that. Misun- misunderstood. Some girls want a man with the bling bling. I really liked that first album. That was the that was I turned on hair. That was the only pink album I was interested in. Yeah, me too. Okay, so the lip sync is over, and of course, Alona is told Shantae you stay, and Tainomi is told to sashay away. Oh, I felt like kind of a relief. I don't know if you felt like that. I was like, just yeah, put put her out of misery. Yeah, it's gonna be like torturous for her, and I didn't like seeing it. So it's not like she was some villain of the season that it was satisfying to see her go. It was more just like, please just let her go. She's having a terrible time. What's what's the was like? What's the phrase about a dead horse flogging a dead horse? What a horrible term. 
But you know that phrase, right? Yeah, I think they call it beating a dead horse in America, not flogging. Oh, okay. Wait, that actually sounds horrible, doesn't it? So flogging mm. is like you're hitting a dead horse. Yeah. That <laughs> might be a, a phrase that we need to retire as yes. society. Um, yes. I did feel like let's just put her out of misery and she does need to go home. And she was pretty graceful in her, you know, her sort of acceptance speech and exit. Uh, am I right in thinking that a lot of them were crying? A lot of them were really upset. Yeah, they were devastated by it. She's she's loved in that on that show by everyone on it, <laughs> definitely. So I, I think it's yeah. Sorry, carry on. No, I was just going to say she's going to be missed, but I, she's not going to be missed in the sense of like I couldn't go on this heartbreaking journey with her anymore. It was too sad. Yeah, no, I agree. I wonder if she's going to be someone in like the reunion, however they're going to do it, COVID style. Um. I, I wonder if she's going to feel really good in the reunion. Like she's yeah, going to be absolutely. really confident and be like, do you know what? I was just completely in my head and she's going to really shine in the reunion. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I think so. She'll be like Wasa Flaps from um, season 12. The last season. Yeah. Who yeah. was sitting in the chair, whose name I cannot remember. I sitting in the chair with the two, the two sets of blinds behind her. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. What was her name? That's going to drive me crazy. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, well. Um, yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, I think Tainomi, it, it, she's got such good faith going into it. She had got such good faith on the show and everyone was so with her, even though she was, you know, letting the, letting herself down. She's going to have nothing but good faith after this. She, she didn't, she, nothing bad is going to happen to her. She's, she's, she's good. She's, she's solid. She's fine. Uh, in the workroom, she said, no one is going to dim Tainomi's light one oh. time. Wait, what? <laughs> what is that? One time. I love her. I got <laughs> I love that her means. so much. But yeah, no, <sighs> I, no, I agree. Um, do you know one other thing I didn't mention? Actually, two other things I didn't mention from this episode. Well, first of all, when Alona was having her breakdown just before she uh, did her routine to uh, Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne, available now in iTunes and CD single, <laughs> um, Jeff, do you remember what Jeff said to Alona? Like when no. Alona's crying? He went, this is so important for our community. Mm. I was like, eh, uh, uh, Jeff, hang on. That's just, <laughs> just chill out. Let's so I not just do wanna, this. I just want to flag that. Um, also, one thing I've noticed in general, the more we watch these episodes, like, you know, however many episodes we're in now, I feel like on the normal drag races, normal, that's not fair. On the original US drag races, the 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 beds like the music they have in the background quite often is a little bit like really cheap library music i feel like in this in drag race canada they have sort of quite fun clubby music in the background have you noticed that well at, at the end you mean just in general throughout to say like the, the 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 runway song and the songs at the end are always rupaul songs yeah i know uh i know that Let's i know who rupaul deep. is thanks <laughs> for telling me have you heard of rupaul <laughs> Who, Paul? Who? Who's Paul? My God. Okay. I, I'm not going to give you my extra notes, and that was it. Just want to add a few extra little tidbits. You know, I'll save that for our non-existent extra, extra Patreon, shall I? Tidbits. Tidbits. They're called tidbits, not tidbits. Yes. <laughs> Look, in Scotland. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what was I trying to convince you of last night? We were out last night and uh, like cream in a can, squishy cream, 
Squishy cream. It's squishy cream. They call it squishy cream. That's Scotland with different places. Yeah, squishy cream. Right. Do you have any other, other, any other, what I'll call global notes for the episode? (laughs) Absolutely not. I think everyone's had enough of our, of our fucking global notes today. (laughs) Meanwhile, Jeff at the end sells, he tells the queen, stay true, north, strong, and fierce, which I do like as a sign off. I mean, he clearly didn't write it, but I do like it as a sign off. That gay little cat face. Ah, so that was our episode. That was episode four. Oh, I mean, we saw a little tease of next week. What's next week? <gasps> next week is fucking Snatch Game. Oh my God. Snatch Game is my, my true happiness and nightmare all rolled into one. I have to mute. I have to sometimes mute bits of Snatch Game because I get so uncomfortable. But now that we're reporters, I'm going to have to actually listen. <gasps> I, I, I enjoy Snatch Game. What teasing did we get? We got a little bit of a, I, someone definitely did a Celine, I think. Yeah. And they seem to set up the fact that, um, Boa doesn't do very well because they had that clip of her in the workroom saying like, if, I, if I'm hosting a viewing party, I think I'm just going to call in sick this week. Oh yeah, so which I thought was a great comment. Yeah, lovely reference. Yeah, because it oh. feels like, I think we've said with Bo in previous episodes is that like, she's like, she's hard to contain her energy and humor is yeah. hard to like contain and produce. She's much funnier just as herself yeah. and on her own. So if there's a script or if there's a character, I'm worried. Yeah. Anyway, that, that was it. Hey, thanks for listening to Canada's Drag Race Recap. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor, don't get it wrong. You may know us from another podcast which you can listen into, which is called Your Welcome America. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, All About Devenge, on Instagram as well. You can't find Fraser anywhere because, like Mariah Carey, he is the elusive Chantus. You'll never find me. And just to know, everyone, you're welcome is spelled you are welcome America, not Y-O-U-R. <laughs> you're welcome. Bye.